Hallelujah. Amen. So now I want to talk about expectations. Say expectations. This is in anticipation of our flagship annual uh, camp. I rather call it camp. Amen. Because we are going to camp here until the Lord blesses us. Hallelujah. And we're going to refuse to leave the same way we came. Amen. So Habakkuk said at uh, uh, Habakkuk chapter 12, he said, I will set me upon my watch. I'll stand upon my tower and I'll watch to see what the Lord will say to me and what I would answer when I am reproved or the message comes. And then he said, write the vision down and make it plain. Praise the Lord. So it is my duty to explain the purpose of this flagship program. You are here, but you may not understand. I'm praying that tonight God will grant us revelation so that we will have great, great expectations and anticipation for the next expectation that is going to happen here. Clap your hands if you heard me. Amen. And uh, I extended a special invitation to some of you who don't come for midweek service. So I think that going forward, every time I have to tell them to call you and tell you I have something for you. Amen. I'm sure that when I do that, then you'll be coming every Wednesday. See, pastor has an emergency message. You must come now. Mm, praise the Lord. Amen. I'm happy to see you, though. And uh, my assignment is to shed more light on this thing that we call expectations. Let's pray. Father, help me tonight to decipher, delineate the word. For you have said, if the vision is not plain and it's not clear, the people will not run. They will be walking, they will be crawling, and some wouldn't move at all. I'm praying tonight by the help of the Holy Spirit who is resident in me, with me and upon me. Let me articulate the thoughts, the intentions, and the motivations for which you instituted this annual flagship program. A lot from the very beginning, it has been you. I'm praying that it will not be man-managed, but it will be spirit-managed. It will not be man-guided, but spirit-guided. And Lord, in this season, let people receive things far and above and beyond their expectations. Lord, set our expectations on high. For you said, we shall set our expectations on you, for vain is the help of a man. And so, Lord, in dealing with you, we must have great, great expectations because you are the God of the over and above. We thank you tonight for your residence, for your power, for your expression of glory. Bless and mantle us with graces and let us run the race ever stronger, never tiring. To you be glory, honor, and praise. And somebody shout a big amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Please, kindly take your seats. Hallelujah. Pastor uh, Kege, those who are not here, you ought to make sure they are. Hallelujah. Okay. So, you see that every church, in every church, there's a, an annual program that they have where they all gather together for a year or a particular year. Some people have two major programs. Um, and for some time, we didn't have anything like that. 
So some people in the church were like, but pastor, don't you think we should have, we were having uh, what we call the in-gathering, which is usually three days in every month where we come to pray and study the word. That program is still ongoing, amen? But they were asking that, why don't we have any major annual program where we all gather and camp? And I told them that I've not, I've not had any leadings yet. I've not had any. Uh, there's no, nothing in me that is saying we should do any program. Even if it were, what are we going to call it? I didn't know. So in the year 2020, I think just after June, July, thereabout, I was in a vision. And I want you to understand, I'm, I'm laying the foundation uh, for which you ought to be very involved, excited about what we are doing in this place during expectation. It wasn't birthed out of uh, a desire to please man, but it was a clear um, instruction from God. And I believe that as we stay faithful, God himself is going to enlarge his work. Amen. So I was in a vision. And in this vision, it was as if we were ministering, we as a church, we were ministering to a, somebody's a need. And after we had ministered to the need, we were ushered into some kind of another place. And then I saw a very great number. They were like students. And they had many, many needs like students or people that had great need of supply, of help. And when in the vision I looked at our resources that we had and the great need that there was, I was, like, I was saying in the vision, hey, Lord, how are we ever going to do this thing? How are we going to be able to satisfy these people? How are we going to get a resource to do these things? Look at this great multitude of people. And I was standing there and I was... I was complaining like the prophet Habakkuk. And interestingly, I'm talking about the prophet Habakkuk today. Amen. <laughs> and I was asking questions in that vision. I'm like, God, how is it possible? How are these things going to be done? Where are the resources? Look at this great need and look at the smallness of the resources we had. Then, I began to hear words in the vision. Say, expectations. Come on, say Expectations. Uh, say with an attitude. I began to hear expectation. And he was telling me that your expectation is too low. The things you are expecting that I would do, you have set your vision too low. And that we should or I should have great expectations. Because when I looked at the resources that was available and the need that had to be met, we were nowhere close. And then this word came to me in that vision, expectation. For the very, very first time, I've heard it before, but not at the level to which it became something on my heart that we had to institute a program every year where we call it expectations. So it was suddenly after that encounter, then I told the, some of the pastors that, now we have it. Come on, say we have it. Yes, we have a clear task as to what to be doing annually. That is how come expectations was born. Amen. Amen. Now, clap your hands if you are clapping. <laughs> now, in the, in the year 2020, we had uh, 
Bishop Kakrabedin and Bishop uh, Fitzgerald Odonko who came to speak. It was a very, very uh, powerful uh, four days in this place. That was last year, last two years. Last year we had um, Bishop Louis Intefo and Prophet, our father on the mountaintop, Abu Afe, amen. Came all the way to, oh, clap your hands and praise the Lord. And for us to start a program with such great, great men of God, it's, it's a, a very rare privilege and an opportunity. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And usually what we do, we always combine the prophetic, the ministration, the deliverance with the word. Let me hear amen. amen. So that, that has been the whole thinking going into expectations. And this year, we have the same kind of people. One coming with prayer, visions, revelations, and uh, you know prophecy and all that. We need all the gifts to be working. Amen. Amen. In the person of my own friend, Prophet Ajokiche. And then we also have Bishop uh, Ampetuduku, a very, very, very anointed man. I know what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. Yes. He's been one of the main pillars of Victory Bible Church. In fact, at the point, the bishop asked him to transfer to Accra. But he said, no, he wanted to stay where he is. It tells you the kind of influence that he had within the denomination so much so that the bishop at a point wanted him to be in Accra. And so, but wherever he found himself, he used to be very, very resourceful. Let me hear amen. amen. Now, there's a big church. There's a very big church in Accra. I won't mention the name. And the leader of that church is a son of this great man of God that I'm asking to come to us. And what I like about this is that these are my friends. Amen. amen. Clap your hands and say a big amen. amen. And so for, from the 22nd to the 25th, which is the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the Friday, I want you to really make time. What did I say? I really want you to make time and be here. Not only here, but lay it on your heart that Anytime you are here, you would find a minimum of about five people who are here because of you. Amen. Five people who will be in the auditorium because of you. And the reason why I asked that you come this tonight is that so I can bear this whole thing before you so that we can run together. Amen. If I am running alone, man. I'm taking a walk. I'm taking a run. But if I get you to catch this thing and we run together, it's going to be a very great event in this church. Let me hear you, amen. Glory to God. So tonight I want to talk to you about when we say expectations, what does it mean? What does it really, 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 really mean? Glory to God. Expectations is a strong belief that something is about to happen. Or is the case. This is the simplest definition. A strong belief. A strong belief that something is about to happen. Or is the case. And tonight I'm going to explain to you expectations as a product of faith. Expectations as a product of hope. And expectations that 
goes far and above all that you can even think or ask according to the power of God that is at work in us. Are you hearing me tonight? Expectation is a strong belief that something is about to tell you about something is about to happen. Say it with alacrity and fire. Something is about to happen. When we say something is about to happen, it's an anticipation immediately of a change of level, story, or situation. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. The God who showed me the vision and showed me the gap between supply and demand, he will meet us at every point of our need. And the things that our heart pants after in the ministry and his work, he's going to supply it in the name of Jesus. I said he's going to supply it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So when we talk about expectation, it, it, it means a strong belief. That's by reason of a general definition. A strong belief. It is not really hope. It's a strong belief that something is about to happen. It's an expression of faith. I think for this camp, for this expectation, you will tell your neighbor, something is about to happen. Uh-huh. Shake some and say, it's about to, it's about to, it's about to happen. Ah, you are not speaking with the, f- mm, amen. Something is about to happen. Something is about, to, and it's going to happen in this season, in the name of Jesus. Now, yes, Hallelujah. So when we say expectations, what are some of the definitions? Number one, God's reality for us. Come on, say God's reality. Now, when I tell you and I say to you, ah, I was expecting something better than you did. Or your work, I was expecting something more. Expectations is also used in relationship with how God sees our reality. And God's reality for us has to do with his word. Amen. So when God says, be ye holy for I am holy, it is God's expectations he has of you. If God says that you are the head and not the tail, you will be above only and not beneath. God's expectations of you is what he has expressed in his word. And you see, when sometimes when you live your life below somebody's expectation, it's a disappointment. We are not only having expectations, but we are, God also has expectations of us. I said we don't only have expectations. God also has expectations of us. Hallelujah. And so, we can't also afford to live below par of the expectations that God has for us. Let me hear amen. Amen. So when God says forgive, you shall be forgiven, do your best to meet the level of of expectation that God has for you. Amen. Amen. So it's not only about you, the things you expected. God has great expectations of you. Some of you, the things God will call you to do, may you never disappoint God, amen. amen. And you see, that is the sad part that one day you get to heaven and the angel of the Lord will be taking you around and say, what are all these things? So these are all miracles you are supposed to walk in in the earth. And then you'll be holding yourself, yay, <laughs> I've really, really messed up. 
That shall not be your story in the name of Jesus. We see thousands of souls that you should have brought into the kingdom. They will be showing you in hell. Well, all these people, why are they here? They say, oh, they were all assigned to you to make sure that they are saved and they come into eternity with God. And then you'll be biting your tongue saying, yay. Praise God. Some of the temptations you are going through, God expects you to sail through it so easy, but you have made a meal out of it. It's like somebody, they have passed the ball to you and you are standing in front of the goal. And then you start playing. What do they call that? Please, it's not totas. <laughs> what is the real word? Huh? Tatis. Please, who told you tatis? <laughs> Please, I need somebody to give me the right vocabulary. You are juggling the ball. What? Tekes, whatever. I know this guy is a football guy. Huh? They've passed you the ball. Instead of playing the ball, you are, you are not chested the ball. You are playing, you are juggling the ball. Back, back. And then when you shoot the ball off, over the bar, you know, simple things that God expects that you should be able to do, but you are not able to do. So when we say expectations, it's somebody's reality for you. Now, all of you here, I believe in you all. I say, I believe in you all. I believe that you are more than conquerors. I believe that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. I also believe that all of you are tightest. The amen is gone now, you see. <laughs> I believe all of you are excited about home fellowship. I believe that all of you love Jesus and you love the church. That is my expectations of you. That is my reality. May you never disappoint. Let me hear amen. I say, may you never disappoint. So when we say expectation, it doesn't only talk about the things you expect somebody to do for you. It's somebody's expectations of you as well. And when it comes to man, please lower your expectations. If you don't want to have heart problems, where we have heart issues, you don't have heart palpitations and then trepidations. And all these shins, because you have set your expectations of man very high. The only person that you must set your expectations high is God. In fact, you, you insult God when you expect low things from him. Shoe, makeup, chips, cake. I mean, then you don't need God. Because unbelievers, they have more than enough. Please, today, may you raise your expectations of God. It's when you set your expectations of your wife that you get frustrated. When I got married, I, I was very, very relaxed because I had zero expectations. So that if you do five, I'm like, wow. But you, you have set your expectations at 97.3. And your wife is performing at, you know, 7%. And every day you are angry. Every day you have squeezed your face. Every day you are sending messages of frustration. I'm, I'm even tired of you. I don't even know why I married you. I think it was a mistake. Your problem is that you have set a woman in the place of God. But when you put God there, you have patience with the woman. Are you hearing me? Some of you have high expectations of some men. The man, he hasn't even found his level. Because he has beautiful beard. 
and he speaks the queen's language with excellence. You have set your expect all your heart put that question as well. And then you see you can't have peace anymore. The God who is supposed to give you the peace, you have replaced him with a man with a beautiful beard and a husky voice. I said husky voice. I said a husky voice. You know how husky, you know how husky voices sound? Very baritone. Hallelujah. I remember many years ago on campus, there was a lady who used to tell us that when she hears a husky voice, it puts her to sleep. Hey! So brothers started changing the tone of their voice. Baby, hello. You know, this girl was so idyllic and idolic that everybody wanted to be her friend. I'm telling you a true story. Glory to God. So please, Stop setting your expectations of men very high. Hallelujah. It is when you are dealing, I'm talking about reality. Say reality check. I can't hear you. If you see God high, you are on key. But if you see men higher than you ought to, you have set yourself up for a very, very sad life. Maybe what the person is doing or giving you is something that is so precious. But because your expectations are so high, you can't appreciate anything. I say you can't appreciate anything. But when your expectations are low of men, then you can always have surprises. But when it comes to God, you are not allowed to set your expectations very low. Let me hear amen. So this is what God was telling me. He said, my son, you, 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 you need faith. Amen. You need what? I'm telling you, God, I, I just couldn't imagine how is these things ever going to be possible? Look, I hear even the air conditioning. I was used to say, how are we ever going to do this thing? How, how? But look at us. Clap your hands and pray. I mean... As if we had the money, he said, he, he, five, he, I think somebody gave him $500. Yes, it was in the accounts for a long time. The first seat of the economy. We are talking $15,000 to $20,000. Are you going to raise that money? We have a big God, amen. amen. And listen, I'm telling you that look, elevate the conversation, have great expectations so that God can do great things for us. So this coming week, this coming season, come, come on, say come. come. Mm. Even if you come in the program, you just have your expectations. And then I want you to set specific things that you want God to do. Are you hearing me tonight? Let me hear amen. amen. So number one, God's reality of us is his expectation. Number two, expectation is a strong expression of faith. Let me hear amen. When we say expectation, another thing that they represent is faith. We define uh, expectation as a strong belief. And describing the faith of Abraham, the Bible said, and not being weak in faith, he considered not his body, which was dead, nor yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but he was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. That is an expression of faith. That is not hope. So when we talk about expectation, we are talking about you've come to a place where you believe God for now 
and the thing you are believing God for is now, not tomorrow. Because anything that is not now is not faith. May God do miracles. I said, may God do miracles. Between your seat and the door, something will hit you in the name of Jesus. Between the door and your car, something will come upon you in the name of Jesus. A grace for the next level, a grace for greater heights is going to be released. Oh, I can hear your amen. It's going to be released. So when we talk of expectation, it means faith. Faith. Strong belief that something is about to happen or is the case. Calling the things which be not as though they were. <laughs> Praise God. That is what God is. So when we saw expectation, we are talking about coming to a place where you have great faith to receive there and then. May somebody's faith, it's been dripping like a little drop of water, but I see it coming to the overflow. And by the time you say, Jack, your faith is ready to receive a certain kind of grace you have never seen and walked before in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let me hear amen. So when we talk of expectations, it's also an expression of faith. Another word that is used is the word watching. Come on, say watching. Intense anticipation. When you are watching, you know, some of you, when you come to church, you are so distracted that if an angel brought you a bottle of anointing, you will miss it. You will miss it. When I come to church, I, I don't like talking because you see, there's something suddenly about the kingdom. If anything is ever going to happen to you, God's way of doing things is usually very suddenly. And you can be very careless and miss a timing or a sudden blessing that the Lord has ordained for you. That's why when I come to church, I am very, very, very focused. Come on, say focused. No distractions, no talking, no looking anywhere. You see, it's a sign that you have great expectation or you are watching intensely for something to come to you. I said something to come to you. Intense anticipation. Can you, you know, this is my left eye. I mean, my life is full of miracles, you know. Where I used to live back then in Kokomlimli, it was ground floor, first floor, and then the second floor. There's a woman called Antifia. And he one day called me and said, please, he wants to send me to go and buy something. I forgot the word, but she was going to give me money. In those days, we used to lose a lot of coins. So she threw the coin, and I couldn't see. Before I could say that, the coin landed on this eye. Next thing, Kolebu. When we got to Kolebu, and the doctors looked, I said, my eye is gone. I can't see anymore, but I can see. What a miracle. Hallelujah. I remember in the corridors of those colonial classical buildings, my mom crying that my eyes finished. I came home and I used to read the Psalms. Then one day, I could see that my eye had cleared. God will do miracles for you. But why did I get that hair? Because I couldn't... I couldn't see. I wasn't focused. I didn't have strong anticipation. I wasn't watching. Yeah. 
When you are not watching, you are careless with your mouth and you are careless with your eyes and you are careless with your actions. Come on, are you hearing me tonight? If you have come to the place of faith, nobody can tell you something and then you receive it because you see, you are so focused on what you are going to get, you cannot be distracted. I want you to come to the place of faith, amen. That is the first time you come to church, you are so distracted, you are getting up, talking and laughing. While the preacher is preaching, you are not serious. You are not ready to receive. Usually a word from God can light your life forever. Let me hear amen. You know, tonight my brother just came to me and he just talked about Matthew 5, 5. The meek shall inherit the earth. And as he said the word to me, I'm like, if God doesn't shine light on his word, you may never understand. Do you understand what it means to inherit the earth? And it, it will take a meek person, not the person with connections, to inherit this earth. What is this earth? The material world. Come on, amen. That means that if you want to walk in supernatural abundance, you need meekness. It's called humility and mildness. So when you see somebody who is not easily provoked and not easily angered, that person is ready to go up. <laughs> because, you see, for you to get that kind of power, you need to be very, very relaxed. And I've seen people, when I look at their temperament, I can tell you, do, you will go far. I didn't hear my amen. amen. Oh, yes. If you are very meek, God says that automatically you are going to inherit the earth. I mean, he's a humble person. Someone with power, but you know how to keep it cool. And not to get angry, lose your cool, misbehave, and you flare up anyhow. You, you are not going far. When she said it, I went to Psalm 18, verse 25. I said, Thou by thy gentleness have made me grace. Great. Another word for meekness is gentleness. And God is saying that it was his gentleness that made David great. Hey. Gentleness is what makes great. Tempered, calm, mild. I see somebody rise. This your tantrums you've been throwing around from today. It ceases in the name of Jesus. You'll be provoked, but you'll be calm and smile. It's a sign that that person will work for you and be under you. Amen is very weak. That is just a throw aside for you. Just for coming to church. I'm giving it in your left pocket. Clap your hands and say a big amen. So as I heard, I was blessed myself. I said, wow, Danny, this is, this is wisdom from above for you. He came all the way to come and give me this scripture. Say, Amana, may a word come to you tonight. I said, may a word come to you tonight. Expectations as faith, a strong belief that something is about to happen. Or is the case, watching, intense anticipation, intense anticipation. Amen. Intense anticipation is a sign that you are expecting. I said you are expecting. You remember the gentleman who was uh, put at the beautiful gate, who was laid from his mother's womb. Bible said when he saw Peter and John, he stretched forth his hand, his whole body, expecting to receive. That's what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Now, 
one of the things that shows that you are ready to receive is the way you receive the word. There's a way to receive the word. I said, there's a way to receive the word. There is. There's a way. Your affirmations of amen, the expressions of your faith, the movement of your body, all are engineered to bring that word of hope into faith. That means that you are ready to walk in the revelation of that word. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Let's not only be a church that walks in hope, let's be a church that have great anticipation for things to happen to them now. And I pray that in this season of great anticipation, your reflexes and your antennas, they will be so alert, you will not miss a visitation from the Lord. Shout a big amen. amen. One day the Lord showed me a vision about microsecond. Micro, like, it was so quick. It was so quick. That is how yours is going to be in Jesus' name. Come on, I can hear your amen. amen. Intense anticipation. He, he stretched his hand, expecting to receive. He said, he said, look to us. Come on, say, look to us. So when Peter said, lay man from the mother's womb, look to us. And I'm praying that you come to a place where you tell somebody, look to us. Ah, I didn't hear you, amen. You, the way you carry yourself, you don't evoke faith. You don't evoke any anointing. Your presence doesn't carry. One of the things that helps faith is notoriety. So this guy, this is how he is. He comes into a place. The people's faith rise to that thing and the miracles happen. May God give you and make you notorious in an area. So this guy, he can pray. So when you come into the space, they're expecting some anointing. Maybe you've not even prayed for two weeks. But because you are notorious, your word has gone ahead of you and they have great expectations. May you smell like a million dollar man. Mm, I say a million dollar man. What they are supposed to give you when they see you, may they double it. I say may they double it. Do you know why people always want to cheat you? You don't look like it. You don't look like it. You don't carry yourself. You, do, you are not notorious for certain things. I pray that that thing will come upon you. It goes ahead of you. It's called an anointing. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. Strong anticipation and watching. It's like you wake up at midnight for seven weeks or for one solid week praying, anticipating and expecting and watching one particular thing. I had a problem with some property of mine many years ago, and somebody wanted to take it. And the conspiracy was so thick, there was no way how to go politically or economically, how to go spiritually. Some of the issues, you look at your weights, and you look at the forces arranged against you, advise yourself. Instead of calling police, and you know it will not work. So I decided at midnight for seven days, I'm going to pray. That is faith at work. This is not hope. This is not sitting and waiting and ducking. This is action based on something that you believe will happen. Strong anticipation. Watching. Come on, say watching. watching. Don't let this pass you by and say, oh, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. You will waste. So I went into midnight, 12 midnight. And I will quote Genesis 11. Say, Lord, confuse your language. This conspiracy is too thick for me. I don't know how to handle it. Karu Sakate. Then I wake up the following day. Midnight. Those of you can't wake up at midnight. 
Continue to sleep. <laughs> you are deferring your destiny. 23-year-old girl, you can't wake up at midnight. 27-year-old boy, you can't shake yourself at midnight. 34.5, you can't wake up and pray. 39, you can't wake up and pray. Look, listen to me. I have things that have happened my mouth cannot say. Because the consequences are so heavy, I can't tell you. And you know how it happened? Prayer at midnight. The Lord began to show me things there. Look, the things that God has to show you. Call upon me. Huh? Is that what he said? Jeremiah 3 verse 30, 33 verse 3, right? Or which one? 33 verse 3, right? What is it? Obed. Mm-hmm. I will show you that you, you have what? You don't, you don't know. So how would you know if you don't call? And you are doing this lazy life. Look, God will show you things if you can just stir yourself up. Stir yourself up a little more. And pray a little more. You'll be shocked that you are, you are a prophet. You'll be shocked because you, you're, it's like all your heaven is closed. You don't have visions. But the reality and the core and the call is that you are a prophet. But because of, you know, the laxity of the flesh, you don't mess. Some people, they don't mess with it. If you call me, I will wake up. Come on, I can't hear it, man. Some of you, the way you are structured, 12 midnight, don't wake me up, amen. But it, it will be a very wrong kind of life if you can't wake up and pray and change your schedule based on the things that God wants to show you. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, so watching, I watched for seven weeks, seven days. Seven days. God, they, they come, I should come for a meeting. I've been waiting for that call since 2002. That was the end. Watching. That's faith at work. That is expectation. As you are praying, you say, Lord, hold them accountable. I've done nothing wrong. This is a conspiracy. Food thick against me. Fight for me. Then you begin to see results. I say you begin to see results. Look, the, 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 the kind of weapons God has given to us, deploy it. Amen. I said amen. amen. If I tell you, wake up at midnight and pray, the essence of it is that you are praying for the church, but you are being trained. Amen. I say you are being trained. So you can take on anything that comes against you. A strong man. A strong man is somebody who can control this body. Hallelujah. Let me hear amen. That's number one. Number two, number three. Let's go quickly. Number three is expectations as hope. As an anchor. Waiting. Tarrying. You see? There's another dimension like he said, surely there's an end. And thy expectations shall not be cut off. We know, he said, he said, he said the, the expectations of the poor shall not be cut off. We know that. It's more of an anchor. It's hope. When a ship gets to shore or to the port, they drop the anchor, which is like a huge uh, metal with a chain, so that it can stabilize the water. That's another explanation for expectation. So wherever you find yourself, God will come through for us. Maybe you just need hope and say, Father, please give me a sign. 
that everything is going to be all right. I may not be out of the woods, but I just want to see a dot of light at the end of the tunnel, and then I can have hope. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So for everybody, wherever you find yourself on the spectrum, God is going to do mighty things for us. I say God is going to do mighty things for us. Some of the things we need to hear from, from God, it concerns hope of the future. Because you are so much in a bleak place, you can't see any way out. You can't even operate faith. All you need is a flicker of light to let you know that God is with you. He's going to show up. 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 And your expectations will not be cut off. I say it will not be cut off. I say it will not be cut off. In the name of Jesus Christ. Tell your neighbor, something is about. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Do it again. Mm, that's expectation. Clap your hands one more time. <laughs> Hallelujah. The God that breached what I saw with what I had, that same God is going to come through for us in this season. I want you to believe every word I'm telling you tonight and expect great things. I said great things. I said great things. Things that will blow. This is, the, this is the platform. This is the forum for what we are doing because it's what God showed me. A huge need with little in my hand. And I said, Lord, how? How is this thing going to work? He said, elevate the conversation. I came to tell you the same thing. Don't look at what is in your hand. Look at the sufficiency and the oversupplyance of God. God oversupplies us. If we have time, we'll look at some few things. When he interacted with men, he always gave them over and above. This is the basis. If you are sick, believe that you'll be healed. And not only healed, you'll be restored in the name of Jesus. If you don't have a job, you're not only going to get a job. God is going to give you something that is far and above your expectations. I can't hear your amen tonight. So number three, we talked about expectation as a hope, as an anchor. Now, no matter how you see a ship at the shore moving, though it's moving, it's not going anywhere because there's an anchor. So in your life, if things are shaking here and there, it's not a sign that things have changed. You are still anchored. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When the wind and the waves move you to a certain level, the anchor will pull you back and say you are not going anywhere. May the love of God keep you. Anything that is drawing you gradually from shore, may your anchor hold. I say, may your anchor hold. I say, may your anchor hold. May the things that you have committed to God, may they never fall and fail before you in Jesus' name. Shout a big amen. amen. The last one I want to talk about is expectations as a shock and a surprise. Something that is above and beyond. Something that is wonderfully marvelous. Something that God will do that you will not believe. Look at me. This is where I want you to set your heart and your eyes. Anytime we come to expectations, I want you to believe God for a shocking event in your life. Something that is out of the ordinary. Now, in the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk, the first thing 
Habakkuk is one of the minor prophets, and he was, uh, he, he, he was a prophet in the last days of the southern kingdom. The southern kingdom was made up of the two kingdoms, uh, tribes of Judah and Benjamin. Now listen, Israel was divided into two after Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, because they didn't agree on the tax that showed all the citizens of Israel should pay at that time. Are you here? Are you with me or you left me alone? Okay, so the kingdom divided. The northern kingdom was the domain of Ephraim. Ephraim was the, the one who received the double portion, Joseph's blessing. It went to him. So the northern kingdom was ruled by Ephraim, Manasseh, and those people. The southern kingdom was ruled by Judah mainly and some tribes of Benjamin. Now, the northern kingdom was destroyed completely by the Assyrians. I'm giving you a little bit of history. And when the Assyrians came, they, they mixed with the Jew, the, the, the Israelis of that, and they became the Samaritans. So you realize that those in the northern kingdom, the Samaritans, they were half Jews, half Assyrians. So that, that nation was destroyed. The only nation that remained was Judah. And Judah also started going to sin. And so God said he was going to destroy Judah. And this was at the tail end of the destruction of Judah. This prophet Habakkuk. The first thing about prophet Habakkuk is that he was a conversational prophet. He asked God questions. Now, listen. One of the things you must learn to do is to ask God questions. Tell me about ask God questions. They didn't hear you. They didn't hear you. Now, if you look at the book of Habakkuk, you say, Lord, how long, how long? One of my most effective prayer that God answered was a conversation I had with God. I didn't come with mawagbo and Lord, I worship you. I just came and laid the fact, pam, pam, pam. God answered me in a very dangerous and ominous way. I can never forget it. So listen, when you are praying, it's nice to do all the worshiping, but be, ask questions. Because in Habakkuk asking God questions, we also began to understand how God operates. And God didn't rebuke Habakkuk for asking him questions. Lord, what is going on? Why is this the way it is? Why am I having challenges here? Hey, you are asking the right questions and God is going to give you the right answer. You are too fake and over-spiritual. The God who is your father, you come to him in a very super-spiritual way. God wants you to come in clear, simple language. Lord, what is going on? You have masked everything with some funny language. And God is like, what is my son saying? What is my daughter saying? Learn to ask God questions. So Habakkuk, in, he said, Lord, how long? Because he saw how the wicked in those days had become so powerful. And it looks like wickedness was increasing. And it looked like the righteous was being destroyed. And everything was going down. He had lived in the revivals of Josiah where he saw the power of God in the nation. But at the tail end of it all, everything began to go down where it looked like the wicked, the unjust, the unrighteous, they were prospering. So he went to God and said, why? Come on, say why. If you have an issue, go to God and ask him. Do a three-day fast. Can I have your amen? And be specific, petition, specific thing. Lord, this particular thing, 
Why is it not working? Why am I having struggles here? Ah, God will answer you. I said, God will answer you. You know, be, be simple and God, Father, give me an answer. Are you not my father? Which father will not hearken to his son or his daughter when they call on them? Aren't you the loving God in heaven? Please help me with, I don't understand. I tell you, begin to, your life will change. I said, your life will change. But as soon as we say praise, start speaking in tongues. It's good, but you see, tongues brings revelation from God. How about your issues going to God? Huh? Paul said, I speak in tongues in more than you. But he also spoke in understanding. So this thing Habakkuk did was asking God questions. Ask questions. I said, ask questions. I said, ask questions. Ask questions about everything in your life that you don't seem to have a grasp of. One day, ask the Lord, why is this thing happening? Why is this thing happening? Why is this so much turbulence? Then when I went to bed, the Lord said, the thing you asked me, come let me show you. Then I saw this wicked uh, spirit causing disturbance. I said, really? So this is the reason why. May God answer you. May God answer your questions. I said, may God answer your questions. But you better have it. You have to have it. Habakkuk asked God questions and God began to give him answer. He said, so it goes from verse 1, verse 2. When you go to verse 5, and this is what I want you to believe God for. It was on the canvas of despair, failure, the wicked prospering. And you know, he didn't understand why God was using the kingdom of Babylon to punish his own people. Have you ever seen uh, somebody who is an idolater, uh, an idol worshiper, eh? succeed in cursing a child of God? Have you ever seen something like that? Those kind of things, they make you ask questions. Like somebody who is not going to church, somebody who insults God, when promotion came in your office, he was the first person to be appointed. And you that seem to be laboring faithful, they pass you by. If those things don't make you ask questions, your expectations of God are very low. I say, yeah, they are very, very, very low. Hallelujah. Are you, hear, are you hearing me tonight? So, because, and the reason is that, the reason why you let things slide is because your expectations of God is so low. Coming short, and you say, oh, it's normal. Your expectations of God are too low. But when you elevate it, God will answer you. Let me hear you, amen. I said, God is going to answer you. So in these seasons, this week we are fasting. All we are fasting, Lord, let something happen that we have never seen before. The things you ask of God, those are the things he will do. Today, I challenge you to elevate a higher expectations of, of God. Begin to see God for who he really is, a very big God. And he does big things. I say a big God who does big things. The things are too small. He will do it. Amen. So verse 5 said, Behold, ye that dwell among the heathen. This is God speaking. After he asked, oh God, how long? How can you allow the Babylonians to threaten us? How can you allow the Babylonians to sit on our freedom? Why can't it, does it seem that the wicked is prospering? Those who are doing right, things are not happening for them. Those who are faithful to it, looks like they are stuck in one place. Why God? And then in the midst of these questions, the Lord boomed with his voice. God is going to speak one of these days. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. The trap you think you are in that you will never come out. One night, God will bring you out completely. That family spirit that has held your whole generations in bondage for years, God is going to detach you suddenly. Because you are asking questions in prayer, the God who answers questions, he will come visit you. Mm, I say he will come visit you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Then the Lord boom, he said, Behold ye that dwell among the heathen. Regard, come on, say regard. Now, the Bible said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. When we say regard, he said, what I'm going to tell you, take it very serious. Because what I'm going to tell you, it will look so contrary that you will not believe. And I came to let you know there are some things God will do for you, eh? You will not even believe it. <laughs> There's faith to believe. There's what we call, you don't have faith to believe. There are dimensions that God does things for us. We can't have the faith to even believe. But God will do it in spite of that faith you have. He said, regard. Come on, say regard. That means what I'm going to tell you, take it very seriously. This Habakkuk 1 verse 5. And wonder marvelously. I'm going to blow your mind. God is going to blow somebody's mind. Something you've been asking for 17 years, suddenly is going to be released. I prophesy from the 22nd to the 25th by the word of the Lord in this place and by the stirrings of the Spirit of God. Things are going to happen that you never thought possible. God is going to plant and uproot things that the whole of your life you have struggled and you never came around it. God is going to cause you to come around it. You stretch your hand, but you could never connect. God is going to connect invisible, the impossible, the difficult, naughty situations of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I prophesy that week, the angels of, of the Lord are going to deploy. They are going to be deployed in measures to carry out urgent assignments on your behalf. I release a prophecy. Let somebody, you don't have anticipation. That's why you are sitting down. Mm, are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are catching it now. You are catching it now. I say you are catching it now. Shout amen. Yeah. He said, this thing here, it's going to make you wonder marvelously. Wonder in itself is a wonder. Marvelously wonder is lack of English diction. That means that what God is going to do, there will be no English vocabulary. Can I prophesy to somebody here? I say, can I profess that? I'm not talking about your labor. I'm talking about God himself coming into the system and changing conditions forever in the name of Jesus. He said, I'm going to make you wonder marvelously. Marvelous itself is a marvel. To wonder marvelously is to be, to be blown into bits so much. You cannot believe what God is going to do. I prophesy to somebody here. By the time that season is over, Sheremaka Parousia, Father, lift the faith of your people. Let us see you who you really are. A big, marvelous, ever faithful God. God who does wonders. That causes us to marvel in the name of Jesus. Look, he said, I'm going to work a work in your days whilst you are alive that you will not believe it if it were told you. That's what God is going to do. This is our word God gave for this season. He said he's going to work and work himself. I said himself. I said himself. 
And I want you to elevate your expectation to the level of Habakkuk 1 verse 5. Uh, I say raise your expectations. You believe that God will do things that you believe for. We have preached and we have told you what you believe is what God is going to do. But I came to elevate the conversation. I'm saying that raise your expectations a bit higher. Because God is going to do so. If they told you in your wildest dream that it's going to happen, you will not believe it. But God is going to do it. Shout amen. Shout amen three times. Two. Three. Clap your hands and make some noise. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's me. Please, you have even forgotten about it. Ah, God is going to waken that dream up again. And you are going to hear, get ready. The time has come. And everything you touch in that season, it will produce fruits. I prophesy to somebody by the word of the Lord. amen. He said, I'm going to work a work in your day. I don't care what days we are in. Whatever is happening to the economy. And the, you know, some of the reports, when you hear them, you're like, wow. But God says it is on those canvases that your chalk is going to shine. When the chalk is black, then the, when the board is black, then the chalk can be white. All this is a setup for God to do marvelous things for us. He said, I'm going to work a work in your days. Come on, say my days. Not your father's days. Not in your grandfather's days. Not in the days. This day, no matter what is happening, God is going to work a work. I said, God, he is going to work a work. That it will be so shocking that in this season, you are going to get the best deals of your life. You are going to experience the hand of God in a measure that you will never believe possible. It will go against all the economic indicators, the inflationary rate, and everything that seems to go, go haywire. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, shout this day, this day. Come on, say it again, this day. The Lord is going to work a work in my day. Come on, say it in my day. It will be so amazing, it will be over and above you. Yes, yes, yes. I came to prophesy to you that God is going to change something fundamental, fundamental, fundamental about your narrative and the story of your family. Shout yes! You know, God does over and above. There's no miracle net into the deep. And Bible said they cast their net and they caught a great draft. And they couldn't pull it. When they brought it on the boat, the boat began to sink. Then they beckoned their partners, come and take some of the fish. And they both began to sink. What a mighty God. This is what you must expect of God. Now, some of you, in your mind, you can't think that you can have overflow. It's like every day, the 10 Ghana CD in your pocket, you always have to budget. But I prophesy to you, the Lord is touching your mind. And God is going to bring you into the overflow. You will live life without regrets and limits. In the name of Jesus Christ. God, all your life, you have never had overflow before. Every day, strict budget. Strict. It's like, it's like forever as you are. This is how your life is going to end. The God who is going to work a work in your day. When he works it, your, your blessing will sink your boats. 
you better go and get a bigger ship and get some bigger partners. Are you hearing what I'm telling you today? These were despondent fishermen who had come to shore and caught nothing. Whilst they were mending their net, the word of the Lord came. Listen, listen. God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, whoever feareth him and doeth righteousness is accepted with him. The miracle he did for Peter and John, that same God is going to do it for us. In this our day, I said in this our day, and it's going to be far bigger and better than they had it in their day. Can you say a big amen? Shout amen three times. Two, three. Clap your hands and praise the Lord. Five loaves and two fishes. He prays over it, breaks it, and then they have 12 baskets in excess. What a God. Can you picture this God for a minute? I need you, I, I want to give you like 15 seconds. Can you picture five pieces of loaf, two pieces of fishes? Give us enough. We are okay. And then he packs 12 baskets extra. What kind of God are we talking about? This is the God that will work and work in your day. I'm referring to the God. When he becomes your partner, he blows your mind. That if it were told you, you will not believe. Some of you, when you will find yourself sitting on a plane, if they had prophesied to you 50 years ahead of time, you will never believe it. How you even come into that plane is going to be a miracle. But God, I said God. I said God. I said God. Going to do it. I said he's going to do it. I said he's going to do it. I said he's going to do it. Everything that God touches, it overflows. Now, this is where I want you to set the expectations. Don't set any expectations on any man, but on God. He said he will work a work in our day. That if it were told, we will not believe it if we were told. Can you receive that word tonight? Lord, I came as a mailman to deposit this message. Let somebody begin to expect. Ah, Shemrande Sokrita. Rano, look, somebody was building, somebody was building his project, and somebody drove by, and the guy stopped his car and came back. I said, who is building this house? Tell the person to see me. So the guy comes to side, they give him the card. Oh, this man drove by, he saw your card. He wants you to pass by. So he forgets. The man comes back again and says, I need to meet this guy. Who is he? Let him call me again. So he reluctantly calls the guy. He says, come to my house. He goes to the airport. He sees the man. He says, I want to give you $200,000. No interest. Go and use it and bring it to me after two years. Can you? No loan. No security. This is what I'm talking about. Can you have space enough to receive this word? Are you sure? Are you sure that God can choose you one? Look, one day I sat in this car, in this office. I saw a Land Rover LR3 pass here. And I said, God, this car, I really like it. If I get it, I'll be glad. Before the day ended, I had the call that somebody was selling their LR3, same car. So I called, I said, I'm interested in your car. So you really dress? I'm bringing the car. I thought about it in the morning, the evening, the car was parked here. You don't believe what I said. Uh. And the person said, pay as you earn. 
I'm not giving you timelines. Just pay me when you have the money. This is what, I, can you receive that way? I've experienced it. I'm, I'm telling you, you, you standing here. God is going to do something. This is the expectations you must have. I said, this is the expectations you must have. In this season, hey, that you will not believe it if it were told you, I will work a work. This one is not you, God himself. See, he's going to do it. Those of you that have been battered, bruised, discouraged, get ready. Great expectations are coming. The God who gives us more than enough over and above and blows our mind so much is coming to you right now. Lift your hands. We're going to thank God. Melosia. I want you to receive this word tonight. I want, you, I want you to jack your faith. Jack it. Jack it up a little bit. Jack it up a little bit. It's like you have nothing for many, many, many years. But one of these days, one of these days, the Lord is going to give you a testimony and a miracle. Something that you never imagined before. God is going to give you grace. God is going to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You will not have room to receive. Somebody here as you pray in tongues, the Lord himself is elevating your expectations. You've been thinking of only sand and mud. Your level of God is so low. But today God is lifting up your expectations. He's the God that made the visible from the invisible. He created the material world from nothing. He existed before time. This is the God that you serve. This is the God who is your Lord and your Savior. And he loved you so much. Raise your expectations tonight. Marubaha. Let somebody lift your voice. Maroka. Hey, Yako Maroka. Redededekesia Mambrule Kata. Maruna Pakere. Jerupo Sibe. Yarumane. Something is about to happen. 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 In my body, my health, something is about to happen. In my workplace, something is about to happen. In the church, something is about to happen. In my home fellowship, something is about something is about Something is about to break. Something is about to change. Something is about to shift. Something is about to move. Something is about to break. Something is about. Let somebody pray. Psalm one thirty six said, "When the Lord turned our captivity around, we were like them that dreamed." Listen, the over and above. He said, "If we were told you, you would not believe." That means God is going to blow your mind. If I had an amen. 
that word could have been confirmed. He said, when the Lord turned our captive, we had done that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Eh? Listen, are you ready for this word at all? Are you sure? Then he said, then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. Whereof we are glad. Turn our, he said, turn our captivity as the streams of the south. That is, either go up, very precious, shall come back, return, bringing in the sheaves with him. They that sow in tears. God is telling me to tell you that your time of sowing is over. God is going to bring your time of the harvest. Uh, can I get some witness? I need somebody to receive this in faith. Look, then said they among the hidden, even your enemies will recognize that. Charlie, this one be God. We don't like this guy, but this one, that is what they are going to say about you. You are a stranger in a strange place. People don't seem to like you. Listen, God is about to elevate you and lift your hands. You've been so ostracized and isolated. You've been so set back and put aside. Listen, I tell you, can you help me, help me, help me? I say God is going to set your horns up. Mm. God is going to set your horns up. God is going to visit you again. You know, when I was in... My early years in the university, I, was, I, I wasn't good at all. In fact, from the class, I was bottom. But by the time we were ready to leave, I was on top of the class. That God who does miracles, he will work a work in your education. Yes. He will work a work in the place you work. Yeah. He will work a work in your ministry in the church. Can you lower my sound a bit? I say he will work a work for you to see that he is with you. Shout amen. Shout amen. Shout amen. Stand on your feet. Begin to thank God. I'm done. Begin to thank God. I'm done. Kara Sirimo Shegrelele Bosso. Ah, Yapadi Fako Siride. Come on, somebody. Pray, pray, pray. Relele Mako Sitata. It's been a long time coming. God says this season. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. Something is about to happen. Your homelessness situation is about to change. God is going to lift you from the dung hill, from the slave markets, from the dust. He's going to give you something. Oh. You know, some of you think you're okay. You're not okay. See? You're not okay at all. What God has set in motion for you, 
I want you to elevate the expectations a little. Are you hearing me tonight? You are supposed to feed thousands of people, not your family. And the resource that God wants to commandeer to you, your expectations is so low. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? We have what we call in architecture called perspectives. We have the worm's eye view. We have the bird's eye view. And then we have the human eye level view. When you have the worm's eye, it's like a worm looking at something. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't see too much of what you ought to see. But when you have a bird's eye view, you begin to see the horizon and the edge of creation. I want you to elevate your vision to the level where God can do greater things for you. This is your little thing you are asking him. Enough. In this season, I want you to begin to believe God. You are a worker, but you are going to be an employer. You are a banker, but God is going to give you a banking business. See, you are, being, you are missing, but in the plan of God, you are supposed to be a big real estater. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are selling a part of a building, but the whole building is supposed to be. Shout yes. Lift your hands one more time. Begin to receive it. Look, things are going to Your prayer is something is, I, I need something. I need a response. Look at me, my brother. He had a vision and he was seeing zeros and ones. Zeros and ones. Some of you are going to come under heavy visions. In his vision, he was seeing zero, one, zero, one. He, 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 he didn't trade in IT at all. But God showed him a vision many years ago that this was the space he was going to be in. How did he get there? God will work and work in your life. Come on, I said a work. I said a work. I said a work. If they tell you, you will not believe. You will not believe. If they told you that he is going to be an employer of all manner of people, he wouldn't have believed it. From Jew to ex-pastor. Somebody who had no background. Can you believe my words tonight? Father, open the heavens. Some of you have visions, eh? Yes, is it going to be a... I sense... Yes, hey, brother, Lord. are you with me or something? I need you here. Play, 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 play. I sense an aura coming into this place. Uh, I said an aura. This one is about the next level of all of us. God is opening up the next dimension of our lives. No, play, 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 play. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Thank you, It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Expectations. This church is going to be a great church. Overflowing. Overflowing on every side. With men and women coming to seek. 
and to receive of the Lord. Lift your hands. Talk to God. You have 30 seconds now. One, two. Begin to believe. Begin to believe it. You are coming into the overflow. Superabundance. Excess. He said, the cup which we bless, is it not the cup of the fellowship of the blood of Jesus? He said, the bread that we break, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? Today, anything that was in the flow by blood in the name of Jesus, anything that stops the flow by blood, Every curse is lifted. Yes, Lord. Every limitation lifted. Yes, Lord. Every sick. Some of you, the sickness the enemy has planned is to stop you for your next level. I curse it tonight. Amen. I curse it tonight. Amen. I curse it tonight. Amen. I declare that growth begin to die. Yes, begin to go into remission. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Anything that is contending and contesting. Whether it be your health, your mind, whatever it is. Every limitation in your body. I release you. 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 In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every limitation in your mind. Anything wrapped a mind around your mind that will not let you be able to see. Ah, as the disciples were going to Emmaus. The Lord made them see. Yes. Since you couldn't imagine, you begin to imagine them. Amen. God begin to show you pictures, Amen. pictures, pictures, Amen. pictures, Amen. pictures, Amen. pictures, Amen. pictures, Amen. pictures Amen. of your future. Yes, in Lord. the name of Jesus, Amen. new work is starting now. Yes. It's starting now. It's starting now. Yes, it's starting now. Yes, in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ, Lord, we partake of your body and the blood. We declare we have access fully yes, Lord. to everything that pertains to life and godliness. Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please take this thing believing that the enemy is crushed. Every sickness dies. Come, pick it up. Pick it up quickly. God bless you. Please don't be careless. Just take it and begin to pray. Expectations. Expectations. My expectations shall not be cut off. My expectations shall not be cut off. My expectations shall not be cut off. Behold, ye that dwell among the heathen in a dark place, in a sick place, in a wicked place, in a, in a very deprived place, in an ignorant environment. Ah, yes, I'm going to work a work. He says, regard and wonder marvelously. Wonder marvelously. I will work a work in your days. 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 I will work a work in your
supernatural marriages. God is repositioning a lot of you here tonight for the next wave because your expectations have been raised. It's been elevated. It's been elevated by the word of God. I see you becoming fertile by the word, by the word. Your expectations are going higher and higher. And God is going to do greater and greater in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes, open my eyes, open my eyes, open my eyes. Limitations break, limitations break, limitations break, limitations break. The fear of going to other countries, the fear of entering other countries, break in the name of Jesus. The spirit of complacency and laid back, the spirit of lackadaisical and indifference, curse, because. Because I command my eye open to see, 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 in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We declare there's a body of Christ as we partake. The Lord's body was broken for us so that we'll become one. The blessing that will come upon you, everybody will receive that blessing. The peace that will come upon you, that peace will spread to everywhere. Any pain in your toe affects the whole body. I declare the blessing is affecting all of us tonight. Our bodies are being healed in the name of Jesus. Go ahead, take it. in health. I am healthy. I'm not sick. Past my years, so shall my strength be. My eyes shall not be dim. My strength will not be abated. God shall supply all my needs. Physical needs, yes. blood, nerves, everything and tendons, arteries, all my needs in my body. All my needs in my body are being supplied right yes, now. Lord, yes, Lord. The right level of insulin. The right level of energy. The right level of, uh, of, 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 of vitamins. The right levels of everything in my body to make me function. I receive it by faith. I'm not deficient in the name of Jesus. My nerves, my nerves are alert in the name of Jesus. My spine is straight. I'm receiving supplies in my body, in my, my ovaries. They are safe. My womb is safe. Every part of my being is perfected by the mystery of the body and the blood. In Jesus' name, I speak to the second, third, and fourth generation. Be liberated tonight. May you become a savior in your house. Amen. When they come and see you, may they call you and say, Please come and help us. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. may your light so shine, it will affect everybody around you. Yes, I detach you and I declare you are the light of your family. Amen. In the name of Jesus Amen. Christ, by the mystery of the blood, anything that seeks blood is cursed by the blood. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. anything in your family from now to the end of the year that requires blood to function, 
May the blood of Jesus step in for you. Yes. May he step in for you. Amen. May he step in for you. Yes.